Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Espresso with Lan Lees. This is episode 39. It's Friday once again, and it's movie night. Y'all know what movies are out, and they act like it hasn't happened before. Thank you for joining. What is going on, everybody? We back here, and welcome to another episode of Espresso with your boy, Lan Lees. But you can call me Lizo on Discord. Uh, I had to take a sip of that. Espresso got some real one, that Cuban coffee. Went to one of my favorite spots um, this morning. Indicator, if you ever get a chance, you need to go by Buena Gente Cuban Bakery. Buena Gente Cuban Bakery. Yeah, they, um, you know, real Cuban shit, real Cuban coffee, great Cuban sandwiches. Probably one of the best in the city, if not the best. Um, because y'all know I only eat good food. And things that people use, you know, fresh ingredients and all that shit. And, you know. I mean, that's what it is, and they got that shit, so you know what it is, uh, and y'all know what today is, today is, uh, movie night, July 21st, um, the movies that everyone's talking about, of course, is Barbie and Oppenheimer, I don't know if that person had an English accent, I think this is American shit, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, um, are out and they've been promoting the hell out of that shit. Just, you know, trying to put them up for battle and all this shit as if two movies haven't came out on the same day. <laughs> it happens all the time. Uh, y'all remember years ago, I, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast, but it just reminded me of something. But like in the 90s, we had a little uh time where they were just putting out two of the same movies and shit like uh i think there was volcano and dante's peak and i think they both came out in the same year and maybe those are the only two i don't know there was more there was definitely more but um now i gotta look it up hold on let me see it was uh i really don't even know how to search for that I just read a report that said that fucking, um, what's that called? Oh, here we go. 25 movies with similar plots released the same year. And, of course, the number one up there was Dante's Peak and Volcano. And then you got Deep Impact and Armageddon, 98. What's this? Gordy and Babe. Oh, I think I do remember that. 95. Saving Private Ryan and Thin Red, the Thin Red Line. Uh, was this Mirror Mirror and Snow White and the Huntsman? They always do that though. The Illusion, Illusionist, and the Prestige, two thousand six. Hollywood love to do that shit though. Like we both 
<laughs> as if we all just both wanted volcano movies the same uh year. Weird. Anyway, um, the movies are out, and I already saw one of them. Yeah. Last night we saw Barbie, and you know I was gonna see Barbie first because first off, I already know it was gonna be a cultural movie for the uh, ladies because of the toy. But also, I wanted to see what the hell were you going to do for a Barbie film that would be different. Um, and of course, yes, I will be going to see Oppenheimer. There's a couple things I want to say about Oppenheimer, but I will be going to see that. And I'm trying to go to the Mall of Georgia, like I said, to see real IMAX, take a little trip out there. And uh, here's good, man. And I, but I know Christopher Nolan, man. The man is a, is a genius for real. Anyway, I wanted to see what they were gonna do for this whole Barbie movie and the plot. And they did everything. The movie was fantastic for me. That movie is a ten out of ten. And I'm going to tell you why. A couple reasons. First off, the whole uh, tongue-in-cheek joking and being very self-aware about what Barbie is was great for that film. Had to be. But also, because you can tackle other topics as far as what women uh, and men are to society and the patriarchy and all that shit, it... It just opened the door for that. Greta Gerwig wrote this and directed it. This bitch nailed it. I don't know a lot of her other work, and I'm pretty sure that we've probably seen some of her other work. But y'all know, I, I talk a lot about existentialism too sometimes on here, and that's this movie was that. They talked about it a good amount, and it was just real. And I love shit like that because it just, uh, I, I don't know. You got to go see it. It really broke it down. And that boy Ryan Gosling as Ken was hilarious. I really was laughing the whole fucking movie. You know, Will Ferrell's in it. Everybody is in this shit. And it was good. And everything made sense. Just the whole, the way, the way that she wrote the story to connect the Barbie world to the real world was just great. Wow. And... I don't know. This the, the, she just wrote a goddamn great movie, and it turned out good. They got a couple dance numbers, you know. They were funny though. And for those of y'all who keep saying the the who think it's all this shit is just for kids, I, I'll tell you who it's really for. It's mostly for girls. But the movie is fucking enjoyable. I don't give a fuck who you are, and. I can't say is catered directly towards kids. If anything, it, it'd be teenagers or, or more or older uh, because it's just it's too much, too much deepness in there uh, as far as regular adult life for kids to truly understand that shit. Because I heard uh, the lady sitting next to us, there was two kids and their mom, two little girls that were sitting next to us. And their mom was cracking the fuck up the whole time. And the kids were just sitting there looking with dumbass looks on their face. And then they got another dumb look because... <laughs> Listen to this. My wife ain't gonna like that I'm saying this, but I'm telling people. Because that shit was hilarious. 
and uncalled for. <laughs> or at least I'm going to say it's uncalled for. Anyway, she uh, had went and came back from the concession stand, whatever, uh, sat down in the damn seat, you know, movies playing, <laughs> and a quiet part just happened in the movie, and I heard, <laughs> wait, hold on, what was the sound? It was, and I turn around, and she's just like, sorry. And, and she's dying laughing, and I look at the kid face next to her, and the kid's just st- staring straight ahead, and I'm like, that kid probably like, this bitch just farted, mommy. <laughs> and I was like, close your goddamn asshole. <laughs> I was like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, I'm dying. She's dying. And I'm just whispering to her, and I'm like, you couldn't fucking hold that shit, and you can't fucking. She's like, I just, I cannot hold it. What are you talking? I was like, literally everybody know how to hold fucking farts, okay? They can't. They we clinch, okay? All of us be clinching sometimes. Now she the type of person that's just like, I'm just gonna let it out. It's coming. I'm letting it out. <laughs> Man, the fact that that shit happened at the quiet part was just wild so i missed 30 seconds of the movie and i gotta go see it again because um she fucked it up with a fart um oh shit so yeah so (laughs) anyway since my 30 seconds of a film was ruined with gas um I got to go see it again. But anyway, um, yeah, Oppenheimer. I uh, definitely had told you at first I just had no interest in seeing it. But I love film, and Christopher Nolan is good. The only reason I think I had no interest in seeing it is because, I don't know, human destruction is uh, just, uh, I don't know. All this shit is, is, some things are just really heavy right now, you know what I mean? When you think about uh, what's, happening just on a daily like if you look at the news like i do and i kind of slowed down myself uh as far as worry because you know when trump was president i was fucking worried every day because i'm like bitch you're in charge of our goddamn shit so you say some dumb shit to putin or whatever you know i don't know whatever anyway um now i just don't want to see no more nuke self-destruction shit i really just don't but I love film and I love art and Christopher Nolan is, yes, he is a goat. This man hit on all his films, really. The cinematography, the fucking, the sound. And that's another reason why I'm starting to, uh, why I was starting to get more drawn to going to see it was because I know that this man mixes uh, his films and does a lot of the scores specifically for the theater. So if you don't see it in the theater, like I heard this thing that was saying why the sound is loud on uh, your TV, but the talking is low and shit. And that's because some of these people just didn't change the shit when it went to television. So because they want you to experience in the movies or whatever. Fucking dicks. Anyway, <laughs> assholes for giving us the movie version even at home because we didn't go to the theater. 
But anyway, um, yeah, I I really can't wait to see that, and I'm gonna go see it in IMAX. Um, speaking of the news, though, you know, I I I, I like gaining knowledge. I like to see things. I'm never just. I don't like to just be. I I don't know everything, but I also don't like to be oblivious to just fucking living in earth because you'll see people walking around every day and they just don't know nothing you know like just they just don't know nothing and um oh hold on let's get over here and see how she dropped yeah okay so this thing about oppenheimer i learned today What's her name posted it? Uh, Amanda Seals. So I had to save it because I was like, well, I guess I didn't know this, but, you know, we in a country where you would expect some some crazy shit. Um, so this lady said uh, this quote from the New York Times review of Oppenheimer film. The quote says he served as directors talking about Oppenheimer. I believe he served as director of a clandestine weapons lab built in a near desolate stretch of Los Alamos in New Mexico. So the the rebuttal from to that was she said it was inhabited that land that they say was um, desolate. It was inhabited by Hispanics. She put Hispanos and I did not want to say Hispanos because I don't know if that's right. That I don't know. Is that Hispanic and Latino together? I hope that's a real word. Anyway, it was inhabited by Hispanos. They were given less than 24 hours to leave. Their farms were bulldozed. Many of those families had been on the same land for centuries. The Oppenheimer, the Oppenheimer's crew literally shot all their livestock through, through the head and bulldozed them. People fled on foot with nowhere to go land rich money poor their their land seized by the government Two, all of the hispano <laughs> new mexico men who were displaced by the labs later were hired to work with beryllium by oppenheimer beryllium i'm assuming that is a uh see that when you assume you just be wrong so we're gonna take a quick minute so i can look up what that is to make sure because i'm gonna assume it's a fucking uh element or something yeah but, take your time you know yeah i was right chemical element chemical element uh atomic number four steel gray strong lightweight and brittle alkaline earth metal okay beryllium all right anyway um they hired the New Mexico men to work with beryllium by Oppenheimer. The white men got protective gear. The Hispanics did not. She is a computer whiz. Oh, it was a... What? Okay, she is a computer whiz who rose to the top of her department at Los Alamos. Then she started digging her uh, for info on the Hispanic man the labs killed, like her father. She filed a class action lawsuit and won. The first Hispanic government... Governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, appointed Loida to run the state's Human Rights Commission. She then filed a second-class action uh, against Los Alamos on behalf of women scientists not paid fairly. 
Um, it says, but no, we want more films about, quote, complex and troubled, quote, heroic, heroic white men who conducted their genius in a virtually unpopulated place. These are all lies. This is mythology in service to white supremacy and the military industrial complex masquerading as nuanced. Loida Martinez. She is one of the bravest, important women in American history, according to this. And, uh, oh, yeah, they got an interview with her on uh, YouTube with that lady. But, yeah, uh, she was a part of this whole shit. And, again, this is just a horrible truth. And that's what it is. I just gave it to y'all. I don't know what you going to do with that information or what I want to do with that information. I just like that the truth is out there and that's what they're going to see. Um, well, that's not what they're going to see in the movie. They're going to fucking see what the uh, producers want you to see. But, you know, I make um, I write a lot of movies and I told my wife, I said, you know, it's crazy. A lot of my movies uh well, I write a bunch of synopsis and ideas for movies because eventually I plan on doing them because that's what I do, guys. Try to make everything happen with what I got. But I, um, the movies I write, I noticed <laughs> they all got like a revenge aspect. But that, to me, that's what makes the movie, you know? Some of it's true. Some of the revenge is like true stories, but some of it is um, is just it makes a, a good movie to get revenge for things that um, let's say we haven't gotten revenge for in real life. Yeah. And maybe just maybe if they see it in a film. <laughs> that's that evil laugh because i believe that i talked to my wife about that a long time ago about how like film is a way for people to get a message across and you could get a good message across because they have to sit and watch the whole thing to get it you know what i mean like they gotta if you want to understand what's going on, you got to get it, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we, I, I, I'm just hoping, um, people getting the message across, you know? Um, speaking of message across, did I play? I, I think I already said that. I think I already did that. But, um, another movie though, we got to see today. They clone Tyrone with fucking Jamie Foxx. Most of what Jamie Foxx does is great. Um, Jamie Foxx straight up disappeared because of the health thing, and they are keeping that shit extra secret. Still don't know what happened. Some people are saying a stroke, but I, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Jamie Foxx just fucking, you know. He's good. He's good. So I'm not going to 
I'm not going to, you know, get into it like that, but he, he he's good. Um, What else happened? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So here in Atlanta, the Michelin star people, the Michelin. So for those of you that don't know Michelin, Michelin, the tire fucking company, started a... Uh, rating system or whatever and it was really a guide for people to uh see what they can go eat while they traveling you know with these tires or whatever that's what they did but now it's become this whole thing fancy thing if you get a michelin star or i think the the most is three michelin stars then you do this and they award it to a lot of people who just use very fresh ingredients. It's not always about fanciness, but if it got nice ambiance, good service, all that shit, like from top to bottom, it got to be that. But Michelin came into Atlanta. They did not give anyone a star. Not that people don't deserve one because I know a handful of restaurants who I, I would probably give one to. Also, I don't give a fuck about ratings because it's just shit people made up, which is also something that they uh, mentioned in Barbie about people making shit up just to make themselves feel comfortable. That is why that shit is fucking great. Anyway, um, they have I'm looking for the list that they put out because they did a mentions list or honorable mentions, I guess, for the restaurants and a handful of these that I know some people uh you know, I've eaten at a lot of these places. Some of these I haven't. But um, one of them on there was Little Bear. And I knew, if anything, Little Bear deserved the actual Michelin star. One star. Because Little Bear makes the Chef Jared Stiber. We've been a fan of his since day one. He did a, a, a pop-up called Eat Me, Speak Me, where you go get the food and then go to a speakeasy afterwards that they hand you the little address for it. It's like walking distance. And that shit was one of the best experiences that we've had dining out uh, in a long time. But now he got his restaurant called Little Bear. And we've been there, too. And Little Bear is fantastic. This man's presentations are good. The food is extremely fresh. Whatever farms he go to, it, it is it's top notch. So if I was Michelin, I would have gave him an actual star. But anyway, um, you know, Dell bars on here, which I still haven't even tried. I don't think, but people keep telling me about it. I think it's Ethiopian food, but I keep hearing good things about it. Masterpieces on here, which I've heard thousands of times. That was the number two restaurant here is Sichuan Chinese food. Ooh. Heard that's some of the best around. Uh, homegrown is on here, which I eat homegrown a lot over here. And it is a uh, really good food. Uh, good breakfast, you know, sometimes I go get that fried pork chop, all that shit. Um, you know, they got spinach, greens, all that. My mom does not love homegrown. She considers herself a breakfast connoisseur. Now, this is what I will say, and I'm not really saying nothing bad about homegrown. I'm really just trying to hype up my cooking. But one year, me and my wife, you know, we was constantly going to homegrown. Most of the time we go, we get the comfy chicken biscuit, which is fried chicken on a homemade biscuit with sausage gravy poured on top. And that shit is goddamn comfy and delicious, okay? So fuck off if you don't like it. That's a good dish. Uh, anyway, but we used to go and get that a lot. You know, so every now and then we get some scrambled eggs, this, that, and the other. And then one year we had a farm that was fully operational right here in our neighborhood. 
and we just started using like we started using eggs from the chicken like everything as much fresh stuff as we possibly can uh we were making like frittatas with the you know um they were growing like shishito peppers and cherry tomatoes all type of shit like we was crushing and they closed that fucking farm and we were getting free produce too so now we got to grow our own shit which we have um started to try and do is uh we got a little plot on the farm because now the farm is not being used so now we're about to grow our own shit but anyway we were making our own food and everything like i was going fishing i was catching the catfish making catfish and grits and shit in the morning doing all this shit from scratch and we realized that when we were cooking for so long for ourselves and we went back to homegrown we were like we cook better than this i'm not saying the homegrown is bad i'm just saying Sometimes breakfast is just one of them things. Like, I know people who like that spot uh, first watch. That spot is absolute garbage, okay? It's garbage. I can't really tell you who got... The The reason why I like Homegrown is probably because they got that comfy chicken biscuit and it's just, uh, you know, their own thing. But you really can't go wrong with a goddamn fried pork chop and two uh, uh, sunny side up or over medium eggs or whatever. I eat eggs all kinds of ways, uh, guys. Hope you know that. Eggs and potatoes is like my favorite thing. And potatoes, I can eat pretty much any way but raw. And same with eggs, you know. I eat my eggs sunny side up, over easy, over medium, motherfucking scrambled, light scrambled, not ever hard scrambled. Because when you learn to scramble eggs the Gordon Ramsay way, <laughs> you can't go back. You just got to fucking start loading shit up with butter. I know a lot of people be looking at butter sometimes and be like, oh, that's too much butter. Bro, do you understand why French food is good? They be using fucking full sticks of butter. It ain't got nothing to do with artery shit. Plus, half y'all crying about butter be eating nothing but fried food and shit. So chill out. Eat something good. Uh, Stonebow, Wunamjong Stonebow House is on here. And I never talked about this place before, but I have been here one time with my mom, and it is a fantastic restaurant. I don't know what Wunamjong is. I don't know if that's Korean or what. I think it is. But regardless, they had the stone bowls with that crispy rice, the egg. They brought out all these accoutrements. That shit was fantastic. That was good food. And I'm glad... They went over there because Masterpiece and Stonebow, that's some Buford Highway shit. And I told y'all the real food exists on Buford Highway because people care about their cuisine and not your ass. Uh, Lucian Books and Wine is on here, and I don't know nothing about that place. Never even fucking heard of it. And um, Ticonderoga is one of my spots. That is a good spot, and they had the best fucking Cobb salad that I've ever had. It is a great, it's great. Um, I'm fucking, I've been sniffing all goddamn morning. I don't know why. Um, But yeah, that was a couple of the spots there. Not in no particular order. Uh, uh, Lila Lila is on here too, and I never been. But the one disappointment I have on here, and I think I already told y'all about this shit. Busy Bee Cafe is on here once again. Busy Bee had great fried stuff, okay? Soul Food Kitchen. But were those greens good? No. 
Was that mac and cheese good? Uh, 5.5 out of 10. Like, no, man. But apparently they must be using fresh ingredients because that was James Beard. Now Michelin said something to him. So, and motherfuckers can taste the shit. So I guess that's what happened there. But anyway, um, I have an event coming up for Penny Patch. It is uh, Aglana Eats uh, Hyper Local Food Festival, August 21st. Uh, go to aglana.org for information for it. It is August 21st, and we're going to be out there selling a, uh, not selling, but uh, we'll be doing a ceviche. Yeah. Um, this is a really, really good ceviche, a different take. Uh, I mean, I don't want to give too much away for it, just like I didn't want to give away too much of my uh, movie ideas because some of them I know motherfucker would take you know i um but yeah we gonna be back um you know uh yeah it's an event that has i think over 30 local chefs uh using a lot of farms they're trying to make the relationship a little better with the farmers and the chefs so that is going to be pretty dope and you'll get to try a lot of food from a little bit of everybody. So you might want to sign up or look it up, you know, anyway, y'all know what it is. It's uh Friday. Y'all can play a little bit of uh Jermaine Dupri life in 1472 album because I think it was, 25 years ago today that that dropped and six years ago today that um tyler dropped and uh gang gang <laughs> i don't know if y'all saw everybody doing that damn uh ai shit on tiktok getting to the money but uh they doing it <laughs> it don't matter gang gang <laughs> yes 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 she fine too Anyway, go to the movies, man. And uh just keep watching my I mean, stay 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 in touch. Stay in touch, bitch. Bye.